Welcome to the Shalhaba Community Church Podcast. We hope you're encouraged by the following message. Well, a huge hello, everyone. So glad you've joined us at Church Online. Uh, a, a massive welcome from Shalhaba Community Church and so, so happy and glad that you've tuned in with us. Well, what an incredibly encouraging week it's been. We've received information that we can go camping as of June the 1st and want to encourage us all about starting to dream about the holidays that are in our near future. Great things are ahead. You know, during the course of the week, I was walking around uh, our incredible group of volunteers in our food care and, and just watching their service there and just seeing how many people in our community are, are being loved and assisted in such a practical way. But I also wanted just to, to thank and make mention of all of our volunteers that aren't able to come in and be a part of our food care at the moment for a, a, a number of um, very legitimate reasons. But wanted to say we're thinking of you and also to say a great thank you as well. And we certainly look forward to you being involved in the near future as well. Well, today we're continuing our series on how we can build a life, uh, a fear-proof life, a life that's not hamstrung or held back by the effects of fear. And I said last week and wanted to share again, you know, as we look to Scripture, we see there's over a hundred verses in the Bible where God commands His people to fear not. And I think that God says that to his people because God knows the crippling effects of fear, how fear has the potential to hamstring our lives. It has the potential to, to hold us back from the greater things that God has for us. And you know, what is fear? Well, we said last week as well that fear is the physiological and emotional state of being afraid, having a, a sense of dread. And during the course of the week, I had a look at some of the stats on the effects of fear and anxiety in our great nation of Australia. And at the moment, you know, there's over 1 million Australian adults in our country that have some sort of depression. 2 million Australians in our great nation are emotionally paralyzed by fear and anxiety. In fact, anxiety and fear are some of the most common mental health conditions in Australia today. And that's not even starting to talk about the effects of this current crisis that we're in, the COVID-19 pandemic that we're facing. And as we've looked at fear and the thoughts of fear, we discovered last week that there are healthy fears that we can have in our lives, but there's also unhealthy fears. Healthy fears, good fears, they protect us from imminent danger. But bad fears, anxieties in our lives, they can suffocate our lives and limit the potential of our lives. And I was thinking again of some of my healthy fears. Last week, I spoke about the healthy fear that I have for snakes. Well, I've also got a healthy fear of spiders as well. I don't like spiders. In fact, I remember while I was in Newcastle, I can't quite remember where I was driving, but I was heading west somewhere. It was in the afternoon. I remember pulling down the sun visor in the car, and there in front of me was a spider that was big as my hand. And I remember just pulling up the car, jumping out of the car, and, and doing probably what would be best described as the, as the spider roadside dance. I believe that it had been on YouTube, I would have been a YouTube success with no question because I was doing all the shaking. Just the thought of that spider being so close to my face was just incredible. But as I said last week, I have a, a child in our family, totally different to me. He loves snakes, but he also has this, uh, this um, lack of fear towards spiders as well. I remember when he was about five years of age, we were 
in a house and we were doing some work outside and I had lost him for a couple of moments and wondered where was Josiah. And then I found him in the garage next door to, to, to our property. He was in the garage of someone else's house and within his hand, he had a little cluster of baby redback spiders in his hand. And I looked at him and I still think of him today thinking he must not be my child because for, for me, spiders and snakes and stuff like that, I have such a healthy fear of them. But just as we can have healthy fears, we also can have unhealthy fears in our lives. These fears can have adverse effects on our lives and can paralyze uh, our potential, as I said before. Some of the fears that we can face in our lives, people are hamstrung by fear of failure. Some people are limited in their lives uh, by the fear of rejection. Some people never move forward in the great plans that God has for them because of a fear of change. And other people will never step out and step into the great plans that God has for them because they have a fear of man. But the truth is this, and I want to reaffirm it again today, to grow in Christ-likeness, we must identify what are the unhealthy fears that are working in our lives and be courageous enough to confront them and overcome them. And this is what this journey that we've been embarking on, what we looked at last uh, Sunday together and what we're going to be discussing this week, this week as well, overcoming the paralyzing effects of fear. And you know, to be honest, I wonder today, even in this climate that we're in, but even in general, be, before this climate, how many people's lives, how many people aren't fulfilling uh, their potential, their destiny, the, the God dream within them because of the fear that holds them back, that limits their lives from the greater things that God has for them? Well, today we're going to look at the fear that we are trapped by our circumstances, the fear that we are trapped by the circumstances that we face. And, you know, I re remember as I reflect back a few years ago in 2015, in, in September, I had a mini stroke. Then in uh, November of that same year, I had uh, a, a close heart attack. I remember finding myself in the emergency department here at the hospital, having the whole family around me. Quite a scary time. And then during the weeks of December leading on, I had days where I just cry without knowing why. Something within me within me was broken. I remember seeing a, a medical practitioner, and this was in December, and them sitting me down and saying that I was not going to return and had no possibility of returning back to any place of, of uh, ministry or, or normality in life until possibly March or April of the 2016 period. And for me at that time, fear had gripped my heart. I felt so trapped in the circumstances that I was facing. I had allowed fear to absolutely restrict me, and I felt gripped in my heart by fear. And you know, today there could be many people that are feeling by their circumstances right now. It might be your health, it might be your family. It might be your marriage, it might be your finances, it might be the circumstances that you're facing right now that you're feeling trapped, you're feeling fearful by being trapped in the circumstances that you think that you're being held in right now. Well, today I want to say there's hope. In fact, I want us to look at a story out of the book of Exodus chapter 14. Uh, we see a, a similar circumstances of people feeling trapped in their circumstances. And you can look at some point during your week at the story in Exodus chapter 14. It's about the crossing of the Red Sea. And what we see in this story here is we see that the nation of Egypt is decimated by the 10 plagues. 
We see Pharaoh decides he can no longer bear the pain of God's judgment, so he decides to let the people of Israel uh, to be free. And what we discover is under Moses' leadership, the Israelites have been freed from over 430 years of slavery. I'll say it again, over 430 years of slavery. So now they're on their way to the promised land. And I don't know about you, but could you imagine the feelings of optimism, the feelings of joy, the feelings and the thoughts that we're finally free at last. This is in their mind and in their heart as they're journeying, journeying out of Israel, excuse me, out of Egypt and heading towards the, the plan and the future that God has for them. But then, but then they're facing a troubling, almost impossible situation. There's a feeling like life's good, but then out of nowhere, wham, straight away, they're confronted by a fearful circumstance. They're standing on the shores of the Red Sea. And I don't know about you, they probably never saw that coming. In fact, I would not have expected that they would have seen that coming. In fact, I would also possibly say today that there'd be many of us in front of your TV screen now that you're facing circumstances that you never saw coming. You're, you're looking at, at things that are happening in your world right now that you'd never ever thought would have transpired or taken place. And the potential is today, right now, in this season, that you could be allowing the fear of that circumstance to real, rule your heart and to hold you back and to hold you in that current situation that you're in. Well, as we move on and we look at the story, the Bible tells us that Pharaoh's heart was hardened. He changes his mind. And now his whole army is bearing down on the Israelites who are camping on the edge of the Red Sea. And I want to read to you out of the, the book of Exodus this morning. And I believe that there's some thoughts in here that we're going to draw from because it tells us what happens next. It says, that as Pharaoh approached, the Israelites looked up and there were Egyptians marching after them. The Bible says this, they were terrified and they cried out to the Lord. They said to Moses, was it because there were no graves in Egypt that you brought us to the desert to die? What have you done to us bringing us out of Egypt? Didn't we say to you in Egypt, leave us alone? Let us serve the Egyptians. It would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the desert. The truth is this, and we could possibly relate to this today. Fear had gripped their hearts. They were, no longer, they were now feeling totally trapped by their circumstances. They were now even considering surrendering and going back to Egypt. They had allowed the fear of the first circumstance that they were facing to absolutely conflict and to control their heart and to stop them from believing that God ultimately had an answer and a way forward. Fear had blinded them to the greatness of God and they had forgotten what God had done for them. I want to say it again for many of us sitting in our living rooms or wherever it might be right now. Fear had blinded them to the greatness of God and they'd forgotten what God had done for them. You see, too often we forget the great victories that God has won for us when we're facing some challenging circumstances. We forget and we allow fear, fear to blind us from the greatness of God and then that causes us to forget the times we had led us to overcome our fears. But I love it today. It's what Moses says to the Israelites that we need to hear as we might feel trapped by our current circumstances right now. 
or perceived possible situation. Because Moses says this to them in Exodus chapter 14, verses 13 to 14. He says this, Do not be afraid. Stand firm, and you will see the deliverance of the Lord that He will bring you today. The Egyptians you see today, you will never see again. The Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. I love that there. I love the encouragement there. There's just two thoughts that Moses speaks here that I believe that are so applicable to all of us right now today in this season that we're in. And the first one that we can draw out of this text is this. Number one, Moses challenges the people to stand firm. Moses wasn't speaking about standing rigid, but more about standing up on the inside. He wasn't saying to stand up straight, but he was challenging them about standing up on the inside as they were facing this fearful situation. You see, we need to stand firm by starting to refocus on who God is. To stand firm means to adjust our focus, to take it off the fear that we face and place it back on the God that we serve. I'll say that again. To take it off the fear that we face and to place our focus back on the God that we serve. The Israelites, they'd lost their sight of the greatness of the God they served and now are focusing on the fear they face, the sea that was before them. In these times, I believe that we can't step back in fear but we must stand firm in faith. We can't step back in fear, but we must stand firm in faith. You think of it time and time again throughout the Bible. There's example after example after example. Examples of God's people facing impossible situations, and then God brings them through. Person after person, story after story, you'll see each of them facing what might seem like impossible situation, impossible situations, and yet ultimately as they stand firm or stood firm, God brings them through. And that's the first encouraging thought that I see here in this verse of Scripture, that God's calling us right now in this season that we're in to stand firm to stand up on the inside, to not allow fear to dictate to us, to not allow fear to try and determine what our future might be. God knows what our future is. Don't allow the media to try and tell you what your future is. God has a future for each one of us as we choose to stand firm and not allow fear to rule our hearts. And the second thing that we see, I found in this verse of Scripture here, the first thing that he says for them to do is to stand firm. The second thing he says to them is to be still. The second thing he calls the children of Israel, of Israel to do while they're facing this uncertain circumstance, this potentially fearful situation that they're in, is to be still. And what does it mean to be still? Well, it means to consciously resist the natural impulse to fear by giving no place for anxiety controlling our thoughts. We simply choose to still our worry and our fear and wait on God. We choose to stop the frantic activity, stop the what-ifs, all of the what-ifs that we might have, worrying about this and being concerned about that and allowing our souls to be filled with uncertain thoughts and all the what-ifs in life that could be taking place when we need to be focusing on the He wills. Amen. 
Rather than focusing on the what ifs, we need to still our souls in this season to be still before God and allow Him to encourage us in the He wills, the promises that God has for us. You see, I don't believe that we can hear God when our hearts are filled with worry. I don't believe that we can hear God when our hearts are filled with fear. When our hearts are filled with those things, I don't believe that we're able to hear what God is saying to us. In fact, that I believe that our answers in this season that we're in, for each of us right now that we might be facing, our answers are found in our stillness. In being able to stand up on the inside, being able to face the situations that we're facing with great faith and great courage, but also stilling our souls and taking great encouragement from this verse of Scripture. In Psalm chapter 46, verse 10, it says this to us. It says, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. We won't hear God while we're, we have a mind full of worry, but we'll hear God as we're still before God, as we choose to slow down our minds and not be overwhelmed with anxiety and, and, the, and the thoughts of what could take place, but simply come back to God and to center our hearts and our minds and our souls on the goodness of God again. You see, I love it in this verse. Moses was saying and reminding them in this verse that God didn't bring them out to leave them high and dry. That God didn't make them free to make them slaves again. That God didn't release them from their oppressors to make them oppressed again. And what I find so encouraging about these verses of Scripture that we're looking at today is that as they stood firm and were still, God totally changes the fearful circumstances that they were facing. Because as we read through the verses of nine. Exodus chapter 14 through 19 to 28, we see that God does the impossible. We see that God puts a, a, a pillar of fire in front of them and a pillar of cloud behind them. And a wind comes from the east and opens up the Red Sea. And the children of Israel pass through something that potentially is impossible. And what we can learn from this today is that the impossible and the impossible and no obstacles for God. God can make a way for us when there is no way. When faced with a fear that we're trapped by our circumstances, we need to stand firm and be still because God is faithful and He will bring each of us, I believe, with all of my heart to a place of victory because He knows ultimately the plans that He has for us. Amen. You know, as I was preparing this, this message, this few thoughts today. I was so moved by a scripture that I want to conclude with today because I believe it's such a word for each of us today. And I want to encourage you that you take the time this week to memorize this verse of scripture because again, for each of us, we are bombarded in so many ways on so many forums and so many platforms with all the negative negativity and all the, the what ifs of what what might take place in the future, but I know that God is faithful. I know that God who's begun this good work in us will bring it to completion. I know that God has a greater plan than, than any of us can even imagine beyond this season that we're in right now. And all we need to do is to stand firm and to be still. Amen? To stand firm and to be still and watch what God will do in this season that we're in. But this scripture that I wanted to share with you today, I just believe it's for many people.
It's found in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. And it's a great encouragement for all of us today. It says this, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Listen to it again. Fear not, for who is with you? Fear not, for who is with you? God's stating here that I am with you. He is with us. And it goes on, as I said, do not be dismayed, for I am with you. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you up, withhold you with my righteous right hand. I love that there. That's for every one of us right now that are hearing this. And I want to encourage you. Take the time, Isaiah Chapter 41, verse 10, write it down somewhere and this week commit to memorizing it. Before we conclude today, I would just love to pray for people. We'd love to pray over each family, over every individual today that's, that's listening to this online service and just to pray a prayer of faith and encouragement. Could we just all bow our heads and just to close our eyes for one moment. Heavenly Father, we just thank you that you are so faithful that you know each of us personally, that you know each one of us and what we might be facing in this time and this season that we're in. But God, we want to just remind ourselves as we stand firm and as we still our hearts, that you are faithful to lead us and to guide us, that you are going before us, Lord. We thank you that the greatest days are for us individually as, as a church, as a community, even as a nation are before us. God, we thank you for the many prayers of people that have been praying right across the nation for this great nation. And we know that you are faithful to hear those prayers and to bring those promises to pass. So I pray for your encouragement and your, your support, Lord, right now for every person that might be facing a trialing circumstance, a fearful circumstance at this point, that they encourage themselves in you, in your word, that we are not to fear not to be dismayed because, God, you are with us. So, Father, we thank you today. We choose to stand firm. We choose to still our hearts. And most importantly, we choose to open up our hearts to your great gift through your Son, Jesus. Well, every head's bowed and eyes closed right now. I just would love to lead people in a prayer of salvation. You, you, you made a day be away from God and just tuning in for the first time in many months, or you may never have asked Jesus Christ to be your Lord and your Savior. Friends, He is the rock of our salvation. He's the one. He's our strength. He's our, our salvation. He's our hope. He's our peace. But that all comes through a relationship with Him. And it's simply by opening up your heart, praying this prayer, receiving His gift of salvation, and then committing your life to following Him. So if you would love to pray this prayer after me, why don't you pray it right now? Dear Lord Jesus, thank you today that you died on that cross to pay for my sins. I confess, Lord Jesus, today that I have sinned against you. I ask you today, Jesus, for your forgiveness. Wash me in your blood. Today, Lord, I give you my life. I choose to follow you. I turn from my past. I declare today that I am a child of God. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen.
and amen. Well, we want to encourage you with all of our hearts today. If you've prayed that prayer, please send us an email. Go to our website. You can connect with someone there. We'd love to encourage you. We, we have some, uh, a course during the week, a foundations course that we would so encourage you to be a part of if you're able to. If not, we'd love to certainly reach out to you online as well and provide some resources for you as well. But if you prayed that prayer, really want to encourage you. It's the greatest decision that you can make with your life. So I pray today that you've received something from the Word of God. We certainly hope that you do. We look forward to catching up with you next Sunday as well. And just know and and trust that you're going to have the most amazing week as you stand firm and as you be still before God. God bless you. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday.